looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, whom for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and it's and he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Lord God Almighty, we just thank you for the tension that we hold now in celebrating your new birth. And then also on the other side of your, res- of your, your death and resurrection, that we know that you fulfilled all the promises that you um, came to fulfill. All of those prophetic words that were spoken about your birth and your salvation came to pass. And we thank you that we can stand in the freedom of that. And in that now we remember with the blood and your body that was shed for us and broken for us. Jesus Christ, we thank you so much. Thank you so much for you in our lives. That we can stand as the beneficiaries of this freedom. All that you've done for us. We praise you and we worship you, our Lord and Christ. Amen. You can take your seats. And then my wife is going to come up and preach. Barry, making sure I'm emotional first. Lord God Almighty, we just lift up Rebecca to you now. And we just pray that you would fill her with your spirit, that you would speak through her, Lord, that you would open our hearts and our minds to receive all the words that you have for us. Lord, we thank you that you are a sovereign, almighty God. And that you speak to each and every individual person here. We pray that you would just speak through Rebecca now powerfully. We anoint her words for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray this. Amen. Hi. <laughs> Look, I have a real Bible. <laughs> So what I'm going to share today is God is just amazing the way that he works because um, most of what I'm going to share is stuff that God put on my heart in May 2019. And I don't know, like you guys and your wonderful timeline, I don't know if that has any significance, but it was at the time God put this on my heart and it was like a scripture that I felt to um, to work through and God kind of showed me certain things about it and I very strongly felt then that it was for a specific time and a specific place and I didn't know what that was and it was even in like a separate journal because I knew that it was for something I just didn't know what and it's kind of laid there for four years and every now and then when I'm sorting through journals I'll see it and I'll be like okay I don't know I still don't know what this was for and with Andrew and Michelle leaving, it was like God just reminded me and I was like, this is what it's for. Like God has been preparing this for four years. Um, and when I read again, like the notes I'd made, like it all just made sense. I was like, I can just see God's, um, just like his, that golden thread just running through it from then until now. So it's something that's 
like really special to my heart because I feel as though it is a message that God had very specifically for Andrew and Michelle and Eva and Rika way back. Um, but that there is something in it for each of us as well. So I'm going to read from um, Joshua 1. I'm going to read the whole of Joshua 1. You guys can do it. I believe in you. Um, so oh, this is very small. Um, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give you, to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will go with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your, provis your provisions ready. Sorry, I really can't see. <laughs> um. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servants of the Lord, gave you after he said, The Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. And it's just like a few things that really stood out to me and I really felt for you guys as a family. Um, and the first thing is just that repeated, be strong and courageous. But it's not without a reason. God tells Joshua and all the people that are with him, he tells your whole family, be strong and courageous, but not without reason. The reason is because God is with you. And so when you go, you know that you don't go alone. He has already gone before you and prepared the way for you. Um, and what also stood out to me about it was that you don't tell somebody to be strong and courageous repeatedly if they have no fear in their hearts. To me, that thing is like God knows, he knows the anxieties that we have. He knows the worries. He knows the concerns. He knows the things that we're going, okay, God, how is this going to work out? How is that going to work out? And he doesn't just expect us to just go and be fine. He tells us over and over again, he's willing to give that reassurance as many times as we need to hear it. And it's not like, it's not a, um, it's not an inconvenience for God to keep telling us. 
And so for you guys, it's like, it's not an inconvenience or a frustration for God. You know, we like read the Israelites and we're like, oh, they keep doubting. Oh, they keep doubting. It's like, God doesn't get frustrated with telling Joshua over and over again, be strong and courageous. I'm going with you. Be strong and courageous. He's willing to keep repeating it as many times as we need to hear it. And I feel like there are going to be times when you guys are need, you're going to need to hear it. And I know for all of us, there are going to be times when we are going to need to hear it. And we're going to need to remember that God has promised us that he is with us. And so we can keep asking him, God, are you still with us? God, are you still with us? God, are you still here? And he is willing to keep reminding us, be strong and courageous. I am with you wherever you go. It's something else for me that was really beautiful is that um, a little bit later on, um, so God speaks to Joshua and says these words to him. And a little bit later on at the end of the chapter, um, after Joshua has spoken to the people and basically told them what God has said, it says they answered Joshua. So it says, then they answered Joshua, whatever you commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. And at the end, they say, only be strong and courageous. So this, this word that God has given to Joshua and repeated to him so many times allows Joshua to then be able to encourage the people and to lead them well. And because he leads them well, they're actually the people that he's leading turn around and echo that promise of God and that reminder from God back to him. And I feel like where you guys go, we all know you're going to have massive influence and it might not look like we're expecting it to look. It might be massive influence in a small group of people's lives at first. It might not be something that would look massive to the world at first. But those people whose lives you impact are going to turn around and be able to remind you of God's promises when you face times that are difficult or you doubt or you're uncertain or you're scared. God is going to use the people that you've impacted. And maybe it's going to be us. Like you've impacted us so much. And maybe it's going to be us reminding them of how much they encouraged us and being able to encourage them because God used them to help us and then we can help them, if that makes sense. Um, later on in Joshua's life, I'm not Andrea, I don't have a timeline of how long this took, but later on in, um, in chapter 3, he speaks to him again and he says, uh, so the Lord spoke, spoke to Joshua again and he says to him, he says, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. So he gives him this promise. Um, and between what I read first and this, there are multiple times where, no, I'm blind, but thank you, <laughs> um, where God gives Joshua a command. He tells him to do something. And immediately afterwards, it says, like, so Joshua did it. And so after this continued, just this faithful obedience of God asks us to do something, we do it. God asks us to do something, we do it. Um, then God tells Joshua that he's going to exalt him in the eyes of all the people the same way that, that Moses was exalted. And he fulfills this promise in the following chapter. He says, that day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel 
And they stood in awe of him all the days of his life, just as they had stood in awe of Moses. And what I found really beautiful about that is what he used to exalt Joshua in the people's sight, to give them this confidence that God was with them, was um, he did a miracle which very much reminds me of when he parted the Red Sea, when he used Moses to part the Red Sea so that the Israelites could cross through. He does does something very similar for the people to cross um, the Jordan River. And it's interesting for me because it's similar in that he also, the water parts and the people are able to go through. But there are so many small details in the story that are different to the way he parted the Red Sea for Moses. So it was like, it's almost this picture of he did something similar, but not in exactly the same way. The commands that he gave Joshua of how the people should cross and the way in which the water passed, it was not the same. And so God has done things in the lives of people who've gone before you and people that you, um, that you look up to and that you see as heroes of the faith. And I feel he's, gonna do, he's going to use you to do as incredible things, but not in the same way. Um, and I think you've spoken about it before, Andrew, where it's like we can't expect that God is going to do things. Now we have this blueprint and he's going to follow that exact same pattern every single time um, because God is fun and he keeps us in relationship with him. And it's not this thing where it's like, okay, well, God did it like this, so he's going to do it like this next time. And I think that's how it's the same in a marriage. Like that's how you keep it exciting and how you... Um, you stay invested in it is that you you do things differently and you try and surprise each other and I feel like God is gracious enough that he does that for us um, he reminds us not to just expect him to do something the way he's always done it but he shows us different aspects of his character and like I mentioned just now I'm like Joshua didn't question God God says something and Joshua does it. And God says something and Joshua does it. And it doesn't mean that he didn't, have, he didn't have doubts or he didn't have fears about it. But he, I believe that he keeps going back to what God has told him originally. Where God has told him, be strong and courageous because I'll be with you. And when God asks him to do something. And many of the things that God asks him to do are things that are impossible in the natural. A little bit later on. We read the story of um, the walls of Jericho falling. That is something that Joshua must have stood there and known that this in the natural is completely impossible. And yet he trusted and without questioning, immediately did what God had asked him to do and told the people to do what God had asked them to do because he trusted that if God was telling him to do it, there was a reason. And so he does it. And in Joshua 10, verse 12, after many battles and many miracles in his life, Joshua is still faithful to God. And in the middle of a battle that doesn't look like they're going to win, Joshua does something incredibly bold. And it says, on the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gideon, and you, moon, over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. As it is written in the book of Joshua, 
the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. And that for me is just like the, the boldness and the confidence he had to, to tell the sun and the moon to stand still. And God did what he asked of him. And I believe that when, we, when God asks us to do hard things and we put our faith in him and we trust the promises he's given us, even when it's hard, like you guys are doing, we are able to ask bold, bold things of him because we have shown ourselves faithful in what he has given us. We've shown ourselves obedient to what he's asking us to do. And so I believe that you guys are going to be able to ask him, not just for the small things, not just for, God, we need this to work out, but, and even for things that might seem big, like a job, it, it seems like a big thing. And it's something you're like, okay, we need this, but bigger than that, like dream bigger than that, because I feel like you are going to be able to ask God boldly for what you need for your family, for your, the desires he's put on your heart for that nation, you're going to be able to ask him, God, we want to see this in the town we're in. We want to see this in the country we're in. And he's going to give you those desires because he's put them on your heart in the first place. And you have proved yourselves faithful in doing what he asks you to do, even when it looks impossible to the world. And even when people are questioning you and it must be really hard to keep doing that, you still just keep doing it. And I feel that God is really just going to... Um, He's going to just honor that. And later on in chapter 10, so again, it's after many, many battles that Joshua has led the Israelites through. Miracle after miracle, just God has shown himself faithful to them time and time again. Um, again, my timelines are not like Andrew's, but it, it's a considerable amount of time. It's definitely like years later, years after God has first told Joshua, um, I want you to step into what Moses was doing and I will be with you and you need to be strong and courageous. It's clearly years later. And Joshua then says to the people, to the Israelites, he says to them, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, be strong and courageous. And for me that I love words. So for me that the fact that he uses those same words of being strong and courageous that God has given to him years before tells me that he held on to those words and probably kept coming back to and meditating on those words through the years and through everything that God took him through. He didn't forget what God had promised him in the beginning and he didn't forget that God had told him he will be with him and he needs to be strong and courageous. And so years later, he's able to use it again as an encouragement to the people that he's leading because he's held on to that truth that God um, has given to him. And at the end-ish, seems like it's the end of Joshua's life, but then there's like many chapters. So, But it's in chapter 13, it says, When Joshua had grown old, the Lord said to him, you are now very old and there are still very large areas of land to be taken over. And then he goes into the land that still needs to be taken over because it was land God had promised to the Israelites. Um, but that also just stood out to me for you guys that you are going to take so much ground for God's kingdom when you go over. 
But don't be discouraged when after many years you look and you go, there is still much work to be done. Because it's like the pattern that we see throughout the Bible, no matter how much somebody does for God's kingdom, there is always still work to be done. There is still somebody who will come after and continue what God has asked you to start. So I feel like for us here, there is still much work to be done. There is still so many people in Pretoria that haven't been reached. And when you go over there, after many years, I think you're going to look and be like, there is still much work to be done. And that doesn't mean that you have failed or you haven't done what God asked you to do. It just means that God uses one person to do this part and somebody else to do the next part and somebody else to do the next part. So it is never wasted. The groundwork that you've laid here and that you're going to lay there, even if it looks like an incomplete project, it's because God is allowing somebody else to then continue from where you have left off. And at the very end of Joshua, the for reals end of the book, Wait, that's Judges. I went too far. <laughs> this is why I use a bubble on my phone. <laughs> so at the very end, in um, chapter 24, verse 31, it says, after, after these things, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had experienced everything the Lord had done for Israel. And if you go and read the rest of the Old Testament and see just how we joke about it, but how the, the Israelites just kept turning away from God and he brought them back and they turned away from God and he brought them back. This is something that is quite unusual that for Joshua's entire lifetime, the nation of Israel was faithful to God and served God because of how Joshua led them. And I think like you guys as a family and Andrew and Michelle, but your kids as well, the way that um, Eva and Riker like spend time with their friends, the way that they live, the way that they um, show others God's ways is going to be something that um, is going to encourage people around you to live according to God's ways. That in a place where, you know, maybe people do things a very worldly way or people don't follow God's ways, being able to see somebody do it well, like with Joshua, it was enough to, that the whole nation of Israel was faithful to God because of his leadership. And I feel all four of you are going to have leadership roles in different ways. And even if it's just in your group of friends, if you are able to be a good example, like Eva and Riker, the kids in my class, the ones that know what the right thing is to do and they keep doing it even when everyone else is doing um, the wrong thing. Those are the ones that people notice and they're like, something is different. And even when it might feel like at first it's not having an influence, it does. It has a really, makes a really, really big difference in people's lives when you are willing to keep doing what you know is right and to show people God's ways instead of the way that everybody else is going. So I feel like there are some um, commands that are in the first few chapters that I felt are for you guys to hold on to. So the first one is when God first speaks to Moses, right in chapter one, 
he tells him uh, to Joshua, sorry, he tells him to obey God's laws always. And I know you guys do very well, but I want to encourage you to keep obeying God's laws and ways. And God also asks Joshua to meditate on his word day and night. And I want to challenge you as a family to meditate on God's word day and night as a family to even if it's just one word verse that you read at breakfast and one verse that you read at dinner either you gotta um, remind your parents hey be like Rebecca said <laughs> but yeah just encourage you to meditate on God's word day and night because a, a promise follows God says to Joshua meditate on my word day and night and then you will prosper and be successful and I believe that if you are consistent in meditating on God's word and obeying his laws the way that you have done in all the time I've known you, if you continue that, you are going to prosper and be successful in everything that you set your hand to over there. And the last one that I want to ask you to do is, wait, let me find it. So after this miracle of crossing the Jordan, when God has parted the Jordan River and the people have crossed over. Um, he says to them, so the Lord says to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. And the people do this. And then a bit later on, he says, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed the Jordan. When it, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. And I want to ask you to, to build altars to God when he does miracles. Um, in your life over there because we have seen him do it here and I know that he's going to keep doing it there and I don't know exactly what that building an altar is going to look like maybe it's maybe it's having a day that becomes like a like a public holiday in your house where you you celebrate every year on this day God did this for us and you have a meal together or you eat cake or whatever um, but Build altars to God for those moments where he's come through for you and use them to tell your children and remind them what God has done and how he brought you across the sea to Australia. And I feel like that is going to be a testimony to the people that you're going to get to know because you're going to have a day or a symbol or something that you do as a family that other people are going to ask about. They're going to be like, how come you guys do this. And it's going to be an opportunity to tell people, we celebrate this every year because on this day, God did this for our family. And it's going to be a testimony that God will use to influence the people around you. And then the last one is something that I felt is specifically for Michelle. Um, in Joshua 1 verse 12. And I read it again. He says, um, so he's speaking to some of, the, some of the tribes and he says to them specifically, so to Michelle specifically, he says, remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he said, the Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. And Michelle, I feel like when you go over, God is going to give you rest. He's going to give you rest like 
you have not experienced before. And I know there was a time where you thought that these two years were going to be more restful and getting to be part of things in your kids' lives. And I think you have got that, you have had that opportunity to spend more time with your kids and be involved in their sporting events and stuff like that. But I feel like when you go over, it's going to be proper rest. God is going to give you a time of rest in that land. And when you want to organize everything and help with everything, remember that, that God has given you a promise of rest in that land. That's my story. Just to confirm the word, that is Joshua 1 is what God spoke to Andrew about in Brisbane. The first time he spoke to him, it was, uh, where is it? Um, yeah. Um, I will give you every place. I don't even know. But Where you set your foot. Yes. It basically, the verse that says, like, I will bring you back to this land and give it to you as an inheritance. So that's been the verse that Andrew, um, God spoke to him first about, and he's given us Joshua one nine, as like an anchor verse for the whole. So, thank you, Rebecca. Just confirmation. That's cool. <laughs> I wonder if it was. What year was it? Was it in 2019 when I wrote this down? <laughs> Actually, it was in uh, January of 2020. That's cool. That's cool, like that. Trade. Swapsies. Oh, it is dark back here. <laughs> it's not your. It's not your eyesight. It's the darkness. Um. Gonna find lovers. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. When Rebecca said, you know, we're kind of gonna just spend some time blessing, sharing um, with Andrew and Michelle, I said, um, I'm leaving for Christmas. Can I say something? Um, you really can't see. Oh, that, that helps. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not just you. Um, and I think it's just, I didn't know, Rebecca and I didn't know what each other were going <clears> to <throat> share on. And I think, Rebecca, I think it's so beautiful that you're sharing about what's going to be in their future. And I just want to share and honor a word that I feel like God gave me to just honor what you guys have done here. Um, and I was reading um, a few weeks ago in Esther, because um, I'm just kind of going through the Old Testament, but I got to Esther and I was like, I know the story of Esther. Like, you know, we all know it. Every woman in the room probably has something that says, for such a time as this. Like, we have it on a mug or we have it on a wall hanging or, or something like that. I mean... They made a VeggieTales out of Esther. So, I mean, it's like, it's a well-known scripture or story. Um, For those who aren't as familiar with it, there was a king, his wife disobeyed him, and he's like, no, this can't happen, and so I'm going to find myself a new wife. And all these women came, and who pleased the king the most was Esther, who is actually raised by um, a family member of hers. She, Esther was Jewish. She did not share that she was Jewish. Um, someone in the king's courts was like, these Jews are disrespecting me. 
I, we're going to get rid of all the Jews. That is very, like, footnotes of the story. Go and read it. Um, so Mordecai, who is Esther's relative that raised her, sent a message saying, you need to go talk to the king. You need to plead for the life of the Jews. And Esther was like, um, if you go in without asking, like, you die. Like, if the king doesn't raise his, his scepter or his rod and say, like, that you can come in, like, you're, you're done for. No ifs, ands, or buts. You just... And then that's when that for such a time as this scripture comes. But when I read it, what stuck out to me, which I think I've always skimmed over, is... I'm just going to read, we're going to start at Esther 4.12. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do you not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape? For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows but that you have come into a royal position for such a time as this. And the words that stood out to me were, for if you remain silent. And I think that if I took a poll of the room and I had people either raise their hands or stand up, that there have been moments in every single one of our lives that you could have very, I know, um, (laughs) that you both, Andrew and Michelle, could have very easily stayed silent. Um whether it was speaking up about injustice that was going on in people's lives or that you saw brokenness and you wanted to help them or a word um, that maybe wasn't the easiest to give um, or a rebuke that needed to happen, you had the option to remain silent, but you didn't. You had the option to go with the flow not cause waves, just take the easy route, and you haven't. I know for me, and I think I can speak for many people in this room, that if you would have remained silent, we wouldn't be where we are today. Um, So I want to honor you for that. I want to honor you for not staying silent. Even when you were told by people that you should. Or or other people's gifts were showcased more than yours. You still stood in the background and you still gave prophetic words. And you still prayed and you still gave wisdom and let people sit in your office and cry and cry and cry. Um... You opened your house, you opened your family, and you could have very easily said, no, this is ours, we're keeping it to ourselves. But you chose to open your life, you chose to open your home, you chose to use the tools that were in your hand, you chose to use the gifts that God gave you to bless us. And... I don't think you will ever get to see. We, we're not promised that we get to see the fruits of, of our sacrifices and our labors. Um, 
But I just want you to know, for me, and for, like I say, I think I can speak for many people in this room, that I just want to honor you for not staying silent. I want to honor you for listening and for obeying and for answering. And just as Rebecca said, some of those things that that Joshua was asked to do of God were not easy. And I think it's been a long time since he's asked you guys to do something easy. But I think he gives his... There's a cheesy saying, he gives the toughest soldiers the toughest assignments. And I can't think of anybody that could do what you guys do because of the faithfulness that you have given to God and just you've let so many things into his hand and you've just trusted him with that. And I'm excited to see what God does because I know there's going to be people on that side that benefit from you not remaining silent. And I just want to honor you both for that. And thank you. You guys are leaving, so you can't yell at me. Um, will you please come stand here? In the kitchen. All four of you. And Stephen, will you please come here? <laughs> so there were a few like blessings that I felt to just pray over Andrew and Michelle and Eva and Rika. Um, and I just want to anoint them with oil as I pray those blessings over them. And the reason I've asked Stephen is because something else that jumped out at me um, was Deuteronomy 34 verse 9. And it says, Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. And I feel like we have all seen the immense wisdom um, that Anne and, and will you join us as well, please? Um, that Anne and Stephen have and um, have poured out over Andrew and Michelle and their family and over the rest of us. And I know that there have been so many more people that you have learned from as well and that have poured their wisdom out over you. But just as a symbol of actually what um, your parents have sown into your lives and how you have sown it into your kids' lives and it's just a beautiful picture for me. So I'm going to pray over them and anybody else who would like to come and pray anything over them, um, you are welcome to do so. Um, yes, that's my story. Father, I just pray, um, I just want to pray over Andrew and Michelle and Eva and Riker's feet. I just want to pray that wherever you go, may your feet take the gospel of peace with you. And I just want to pray over their arms. I want to pray that whatever they set their arms and set their hands to do, 
I pray that they would do it well, that they would do it to your glory, Father, and that as they work um, and as they use their, their strength to help others, Lord, that it would bring you glory. And Lord, I want, I want to pray over their spines, Father. I want to pray that you would give them strong backbones, both physically and spiritually, that you would just that they would be held up by their faith in you, Lord, and that their beliefs would, would help them to stand firm, that they would stand courageously when people challenge them or when, when your ways that they're living out are challenged, Lord, that they would stand firm with backbones of steel, Father. And I want to pray over their minds, Lord. I want to pray that their thoughts would be your thoughts and that you would just protect their minds from any anxiety, any worries, any fears. I pray that you would just... Yeah, that their their minds and their thoughts would just be so guarded by you. And Father, I just want to pray over their hair as a symbol of your covering and your blessing. I want to just pray your your just protection and provision and just blessing over them, Father. Lord, I thank you for the blessing that they've been to us, Lord. And I pray that that in the moments when things are tough, Lord, you would just remind them of these gifts that you have given them and of the protection and peace that you have bestowed upon them, Father, and that they would be able to stand firm in the midst of any trials and that their lives and them as a family would just reflect you and your glory and bring people into you, Father, that their house over there would be like a lighthouse, that it would be open and welcoming and that it would just shine a light that people can't explain but that they just feel drawn to and as they're drawn to them as a family that they would just point the people to you Jesus So, I don't know if you know, obviously it's a movie scene, <laughs> as it is with Andrew. Um, we've got these battle lines that are drawn up, so it's just rows upon rows of ordered and organized armies. And you can feel the breeze, and it's cold and gray, and they're ready. But there's a sense of calm, and you can hear the enemies taunt and tempt and throw all kinds of accusations and I find that's going to be, that's you guys as a family. And your home is going to be the signet word, like an essence of your home is going to be a sense of calm in and amongst people that's going to be in battle. And then there's this coming battle for that country and the people that you're going to be surrounded with. And you guys are going to be a place of calm. But what I also see, it's, obviously it's Aslan, it's another movie. But I see this massive lion roaring. The troops are calm, but the lion's roaring. And he's roaring on behalf of you against all the tricks and the taunts that the enemy comes and tries to throw at you guys. And you guys are going to bring, be a quiet place of peace and storm. And you guys will have to do that. You kids will have to do that for your parents. When you can see things are tough for them and they're taking a bit of strain because that will come. You guys are going to be sense of calm and peace for them. And the same will be true for them to you guys. Know that God's got this for you guys. That irrelevant of the battle coming and the things that's going to come your way. 
God's got you. Sorry, I just just when she was talking earlier, you know, Joshua actually was going into the land that was their inheritance that God had actually said, I've given this to you, this is your inheritance. And, you know, it's like very frustrating, like where's the job, etc. But everybody else that goes to another country, they go because of a job. That, that, is, that is the vision. You are going to claim an inheritance, an eternal inheritance in that land. It's a fulfillment of prophecy. It's a, a calling to put your feet there that you're going to claim an inheritance, an eternal inheritance in the land. That's why you have to be strong and courageous because it's different to anybody else. Father, I just thank you that your grace is sufficient that you go before them, you come behind them, you're all around them. Father, you've given them wisdom, you've given them courage, you've given them prophetic insight. And Lord, I know that every step they take, you will provide because you've gone before them and you've made a way for them. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Just a small one from me. Um, God is works generationally, if you people know what that means, from generation to generation. And I'm sensing that they're going to Australia for the next generation. So they're going to go and lay a foundation and a platform for their children and their friends and their children to go and take the land for Jesus. Now that doesn't mean everybody in Australia is going to be saved. We know that it doesn't quite happen like that. But people have choices. And I'm just saying that this generation is passing to the next generation, to the next generation. This is the long haul. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon and a relay. So it's going to carry on and it's going to carry on. It's carry on until Christ comes back and he gets all the glory. So generationally, I proclaim a blessing over them. And I say from this father to this father, to their children and their children's children, that the generations will grow and grow and go on with the Lord in Jesus' name. Maybe mine's not going to be so spiritual, but more practical. Um, When Moses died, Joshua got the wisdom from God and he spoke to the nation and he said, I give you one month to mourn. And then basically life goes on. Um, when our daughter and her husband went to Australia and Yanni's sister and her family, that was many years ago, many moons ago, 40 odd years, their biggest struggle, they went for the jobs, and <laughs> their biggest struggle was the difference. They speak English, but they don't sound English. They are animals, but they're different animals. They are exotic birds, but they're so noisy. You drive on the... Do they drive on the other side of the road? Like, No, they're also British colony, or used to be. Um, so at least that's the same. But <laughs> things are so different. And my prayer that I want to pray for you now 
is Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that it will feel so natural for them to be there, that they will have an overwhelming sense of this is part of God's creation, this is part of his kingdom. Once upon a time, it was one land mass, and then by your design, however it happened, the land masses separated and drifted apart. But that they will know that the Father God, it's not a difficult thing, but it can be, but the same God that they grew up with and decided to follow and love and come back to his arms at some point in their lives is in Australia. That Jesus died on a cross, on a hill, outside of the city of Jerusalem. But maybe they're just looking to that cross from a different angle than what we are looking at it from here. I'm talking about space on earth. But Father, I pray that you will surround them with people, even if it's a handful, but that will, that will make them feel they're part of a family, that they will experience love the way they do here, there. Lord, I pray that you will settle them in there kindly. Let them feel our love for them. Remind us to pray for them all the time. Because I know, Lord, that you're going to use them there mightily. But I'm asking you to be kind to them too. You've already tested their faith. And they proved you worthy. So, Father, if at all possible, I ask that you'll smooth the road. Not just a little bit, somewhere a lot. <laughs> and, Lord, that, that things will fall into place for them in a beautiful way. And that you yourself, that roar we just heard about, that that will keep the enemy at bay. That you will not allow a snare of the enemy in their lives, Lord. We know that when you call us, it's not easy. But we ask, Lord, that you'll smooth it over because of the blood of Jesus. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, we ask that. Because of the fact that you made a new covenant in your blood. You called them to go and they said yes. And we release them into your capable, loving arms in Jesus' name. What? One second. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I feel like God is just speaking to me about like how it must feel like um, He's like thrusting you into this new adventure, and it can feel like you're almost like not ready, and you get to the point where you're about to go, and it's like, and I think there's this tension where you're like, you've built up this excitement, and, and there's that thing of, you know, God takes a long time to work quickly, and then all of a sudden, you're going, and like, it feels like nothing, not, not everything is sorted on 100%, and there's all these questions and things, and it's been amazingly beautiful to just see the outworking of true faith in God. And no matter how unstable it's been, you just rested with peace in the security of knowing that God is with you. And so take that into Australia with you because it's something that's not normal. It's like, you know, we, we preach and we, we speak about all of these things to each and we encourage each other um, to like have faith and stand firm and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like you guys of the a beautiful example of that actually happening and it's been amazing to see and so I want to say to you um, Andrew son of Stephen be strong and courageous for God is with you because Joshua going into the land was not about him alone he was doing that for the nation and you are going there for a nation, for a people that you do not know yet. But they will be impacted by you and your relationship with God. As the people under Joshua are impacted by him and his faithful relationship with God. So you too will have that same thing with, with you guys. So keep strong and courageous. Because God is with you. Amen. Yes, you can drink coffee and wipe away your tears quickly before we um, yeah, Lord God Almighty, we just thank you for today. We thank you for family. We thank you that yeah, we can be part of this journey, whether it's on this side or the other side. Lord God Almighty, we just pray for this week ahead and the next two, week, two weeks of Andrew and Michelle as they prepare to go over and actually go over, Lord, that you would just carry them and strengthen them just like even physically just to uh, get done all that they need to get done, but also emotionally and spiritually, Lord, that you would keep them strong and strengthen them. And Lord, we just pray that you would reign over every minute of the time that they have left here and going into Australia. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Coffee, guys.